Adam flashed his most insolent grin. That is not my concern. It is the fact that they are all but witless once you have finished with them. Witless? Who was witless tonight? Searson tensed, but said nothing. Where are the hallows, Searson? A glint of mischief kindled in Adam's remote eyes. Searson turned his back fully to the fairy. You did protect them for us, did you not? Adam asked. Don't tell me you lost them, he chided when Searson failed to reply. Searson turned back to face him, legs wide, head cocked, arms folded, his usual position when quietly furious. Why do you waste my time asking me questions when you already know the answers? Adam shrugged elegantly. Because the droppers at the eaves will be unable to follow this splendid saga if we do not speak of it aloud. No one eavesdrops in my castle. I forgot, Adam purred. No one misbehaves at Castle Brody, ever spotless, ever disciplined, perfect Castle Brody. You bore me, Cersin. This paragon of restraint you pretend to be is a waste of the fine breeding that forged you. Let us have done with this conversation, shall we? Adam folded his arms across the back of the chair. All right. What happened tonight? Templars were to meet you at Ballyhock. They were to entrust the hallows to your care. I heard they were ambushed. You heard correctly, Cersen replied evenly. Do you understand how important it is that the Templars be given sanctuary in Scotland now that they've been disbanded? Of course I understand, Cersen growled. And how imperative it is that the Hallows do not fall into the wrong hands. Cersen waved Adam's question away with an impatient hand. The four Hallows have been secured. The moment we suspected the Templars were going to come under siege, the spear, the cauldron, the sword, and the stone were rushed back into Scotland, despite the war going on. Better they rest in a country torn than with the persecuted Templars, whose order is being ripped asunder. The hallows are safe. Except for the flask, Cersin, Adam said. What of it? Where is it? The flask is not a hollow, Cersin prevaricated. I know that. Adam said dryly. But the flask is a sacred relic of our race, and we could all be in danger should it fall into the wrong hands. I repeat, where is the flask? Cersen plunged a hand into his hair, pushing it back from his face. Adam was struck by the sensual majesty of the man. Silky black hair was gripped between elegant fingers, revealing a face composed of strong planes, a chiseled jaw, and dark brows. He had the olive-toned skin, the intense eyes, and the aggressive, dominant temperament of his brood ancestors. I do not know, Cersen finally said. You do not know? Adam mimicked his brogue, aware that such an admission must have tasted foul on Cersen Brody's tongue. Nothing was ever out of the laird of Brody's control. Rules and more rules governed everything and everyone in Cersen's world.
A flask containing a sacred elixir created by my race disappears from your very grasp, and you do not know where it is? The situation is not so dire, Adam. It is not permanently lost. Think of it as temporarily displaced and soon to be regained. Adam arched a brow. You split hairs with a battle-axe. Skillful prevarication is a woman's art, Brody. What happened? Ian was carrying the chest that holds the flask. When the attack came, I was on the south side of the bridge, waiting for Ian to cross over from the north. He took a blow to the head and was knocked off the bridge into the river below. The chest was whisked away by the current. And you say that is not so bad? Anyone could have it now. Would you like to see the English king get his hands on that flask? Do you understand the danger it presents? Of course I do. It will not come to that, Adam, Sirson said. I'll lead a...